there, this is Garrett Monroe from Hiram College, and today it's my distinct pleasure to bring you this recording with Dan Dodge. Dan was with us as our adventurer and artist in residence last December during our fall three-week semester. He gave a series of talks and workshops and, and even did some co-teaching around campus. He led some hikes, and we sat down to talk about his experience after leading these experiences and also talk about where he's off to next and kind of his vision and how it fits in with um, what we're exploring here at Hiram with mindful technology and tech and trek. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed having it with Dan and getting to know him. Um, here it is. Okay, here we are recording. So I'm sitting here with Dan Dodge and um, you've had a really interesting couple weeks here. It's been very interesting. Uh, great experience in, in every way. And, and in some ways, not exactly what I would have guessed would have been, been the way it would go. But um, been very busy, involved in a lot of things. A lot of very cool things have happened. And had, um, I've had a number of uh, really great experiences with students and staff and faculty here and, um, and exploring the campus and all of that. I wanted to ask you about kind of the origin story of you coming here as the artist and adventurer in residence and kind of how you heard about Hiram or how this whole thing started. Sure. Uh, so the, I love the title artist and adventurer in residence because I'm pretty sure that was just made up on the spot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'll find that at other schools. Like, but uh, so I'll try to do a reasonably brief version of this story. I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail this past summer which for those of you who may not be familiar with the Pacific Crest Trail, it's a 2,653-ish mile trail that goes from Mexico border to Canada through California, Oregon, Washington. So that was my big adventure of the summer was uh, spring, summer, and fall. It was almost six months to do the whole thing. Uh, while I was in California, in uh, not far from Lake Tahoe, it was uh, during the 4th of July holiday time period. It was actually the 5th of July hiking into uh, Donner Pass, uh, the Donner Pass, for those of you who are familiar with history there. And I needed to get to Truckee uh, to get food supplies because I was out of food. There was lots and lots of people there hiking because it, it was nice weather. It was a holiday time period and all of that. Lots of locals and tourists and that sort of thing. And I'm cruising on through with my big old backpack and, and that. Um, I met a couple at the uh, kind of at the trailhead who ended up offering me a ride in the town which turned into an invitation to a barbecue which turned into an invitation to spend the night and have breakfast and get a shower and all of that uh, that couple that I met was uh, Hiram President Lori Varlata and her husband and in the course of conversation I told them about kind of what I do in adventuring and trying to capture it in photos and share those hopefully in a way that's meaningful to people and that reaches them. And um, sometime later on in my hike, uh, Lori sent me a message asking if I'd be interested in coming to Hiram when yeah. I was done. And so I said, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And we kept the conversation going. Kind of didn't really finalize any details for a while. We weren't sure exactly what it would look like. Um, but then after I finished, we kind of got down to the, the nitty-gritty of what kinds of things I could do here and made some definite plans, and here I am. But so you guys literally just cross paths. 
literally just crossed paths on the trail. Wow. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, I asked them if they could tell me which way to go to get into town. And they gave me the information. And I said, thank you, because I need to go into Truckee to get some food. And uh, they said, well, we're headed that way, so you might as well ride with us. I said, thanks. That saves me having to stand out there with my thumb up, hoping to get a ride. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And then uh, ended up, you know, just having a really, really pleasant evening. They had some other friends over. And we had a barbecue and had a, just lots of great conversation and went from there. I just love how it kind of shows how you and also Dr. Varlata really just live tech and track. Mm-hmm. And how this thing sort of emerged that way. Did she bring up at all Tech and Trek when you guys met? She was talking about it a little bit? She was talking about a little bit what was going on with Hiram College um, and the New Liberal Arts and Tech and Trek. But at the time, I didn't really have much of a framework for what that meant. Yeah. And then in conversations later, I started to get an, an, more, uh, more details on that. Uh, the idea of bringing mindfulness into mm. our use of technology and our treks or adventures, however you want to you know, look at them and kind of bringing all that together, you know, using technology in a way that is mindful and adds to the, the treks that we're able to do. Yeah, I, I think, you know, and that was my next question was, what was your impression of what is tech and trek? Because there's a lot going on. Um, but I attended some of your, your talks and one of the things that really came away to me was the idea of finding balance with technology. And that's what we're trying to do here with you know, there's a lot lost when, when we bring so much technology. It really shapes the way we experience things. But there's also a lot lost without it, and it can really help amplify and, and change experiences in a really good way if it's used correctly. And so you spoke about, you know, how you use photography and whatnot. Um, I want to know if you could, you could talk a little bit about, how, like, how you balance technology use while on the trail and how you use photography to kind of augment your experience with, with nature. Sure. Um, I mentioned this several times in talks I've done here and it's, it's a thing I always say and that is I'm an adventurer first and a photographer second. So I'm, I'm there to have wonderful, profound experiences particularly in nature, although uh, I do like to do some you know, other kinds of travel and, and that sort of thing as well. But my main thing is, is backpacking and hiking long distance and being out in nature um, where, where the nature is very real and, and very big. Um, that's incredibly important to me, um, and I would even say, in a certain way, it's it's spiritual, um, and I want to share that as much as I can with other people, and so photography is how I choose to do that. Mm. It's not the only kind of technology I use, though. Um, I use a lot of things that are just really handy for for what I'm doing. You know, for instance, if you're a long distance hiker, there's certain apps you can get for your phone that make it way nicer than what we've traditionally used for that sort of thing, you know, of like guidebooks that are heavy and bulky and maps and all of that. Uh, not that people don't still use those, but there's, there's some great technology to, uh, to be used for just navigating trails and finding information on them and finding your way, making sure you're not getting lost, uh, finding out up-to-date, reasonably up-to-date information on things like where there's water and where you can camp and all of this sort of thing. So I use that sort of technology um, because I have a lot of camera gear with me. I use a tablet for both editing my pictures and also it's a convenient way to have books to read when I'm at camp. Uh, So I use technology that way. But what I'm trying to do 
in all of that is make decisions that are adding to the experience, uh, not distracting me from it or, or hiding, you know, hiding from what, what I'm really there to do and to, ex and to experience. And if I can do that, if I can really be present in what's going on in the hike and seeing the surroundings from the big, huge open scenes of mountains and whatever down to small little uh, things that catch my attention like, you know, butterflies and bees on flowers and uh, cool looking little fungus growing on logs and stuff. I love to photograph those kinds of things. If I can really be connected to all of those and then capture some of that in photos, mm. then I feel like this is, this is what I'm here for. This is, this is working well. Instead of maybe, um, you know, kind of uh, choosing to be distracted by playing games on my phone, yeah. you know, when I'm sitting next to a stream somewhere or some other things I could do that would be maybe a distraction from that, from, from those experiences. Yeah, you spoke, the, the talks I attended, you used your, your photography as emblems to sort of deliver a message and speak really powerfully. They were these sort of artifacts, you, these digital artifacts you captured. Um, one of the ideas we talk about with teaching and learning and technology, and particularly mindfulness, is reflection and how we can use the iPad, which is what all of, everybody at Hiram has. We have this one-to-one -one program, which is tech and track. Everybody has the iPad Pro and, of course, a, famously a pair of hiking boots. Uh, that is the symbolic tech and track. Um, but what's cool about the iPad is that it's mobile. It can go places that a laptop or another device that a lot of schools give students can't go. Um, and so what we've been talking about with teachers, what we're finding is that they use it to, to capture video or audio or photography. And it's not always that in the moment, in the field, when they're out there having the experience that it, it, it can augment that experience. And this is sort of the classical problem is that when people have cell phones everywhere, they're brought out of the moment. It interrupts presence and it interrupts mindfulness. And this is sort of that real worm at the core of technology and mindfulness is that oftentimes it does interrupt things. But to use it for reflective practices, it, it can really enhance reflection and really improve memory. And for learning purposes, create kind of anchor points for people to think about what did happen in that experience and, and to kind of revisit those and also reshare them. Like I think about how you, you know, share, share your photography with us, which really helped tell the story better. And I don't know if you have anything you want to you share about how you've used uh, photography in terms of mindfulness or reflection mm -hmm. uh, personally. Yeah, so... Like anybody else who takes pictures, sometimes the, the photos work and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um, I take a lot of pictures, and uh, I'm not going to tell you that every one of them just absolutely nails what I was trying to go for. But um, the ones that do are the ones I keep coming back to. And maybe they're not the, even the most technically perfect pictures. But they were honest. They were authentic pictures because I was... I was having a great experience or fascinated by something. And then without stepping out of that, I was able to bring in a camera and get a little, little glimpse of that. But I think the important order of things is to, is to be fascinated with what you're seeing. Um, I always say be in love with it, be in love with everything you see out there and be excited about it. And then once you've had the emotional reaction, then you can maybe give some thought to how you could share that in a photo, if that's the thing that you're interested in doing. And a lot of people aren't 
interested in necessarily capturing much photography when they're out doing an adventure, and that's fine. But if you're going to use a device of some sort, I think the order of things matters. Like, be connected, have that emotional reaction to what you're doing, and then introduce the technology into that as as part of that experience. And and then you can kind of keep keep in those moments. For me, that shows up in photos. Um, one of the pictures I shared was a very poorly done selfie of me with a wild pony that was walking up to me. And uh, somebody said that both the pony and me just look incredibly happy in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and when I look at that, you know, um, it's, it's not a particularly good picture. In fact, it was winter and there was actually fog a little bit on the lens. So part of it is kind of blurry. It's, it's not a great picture from a photographer's standpoint as far as the technical aspects of it. But I was very in the moment, very much enjoying the experience and having this beautiful connection with this very friendly wild animal that was along a trail where I was hiking. And uh, it shows up in that. When I look at that picture, it takes me back there. It makes me want to go back. In fact, I actually have gone back to see the ponies again yeah. um, on another road trip I was doing. I was like, ah, I got I to gotta go back there and see those guys again. And that, uh, it's in... For those of you who may be curious, uh, Mount Rogers in um, Grayson Highland State Park in Virginia is where you can go hike around wild ponies. But, but things like that, uh, bring those, those memories and experiences back. Um, I shared another pic photo of an owl that uh, kind of reframed the way I was thinking because of the, the time I spent watching this owl. And, and those are the photos that matter. Uh, and I can tell they matter because they bring back those experiences. And then when I show them with, to somebody else, they get a little sense of yeah. what that experience would be like. Or perhaps they may get encouraged to go take a hike somewhere and see some wild ponies or wildlife or whatever themselves. No, I love that order of operations. And you say first sort of be connected, be in the moment, have your experience. So this kind of requires that people who are doing this, perhaps students or you know whoever, they're they're emotionally aware, you know. Mm -hmm. Start with that. Start with sort of being in the moment, and then use the technology, and then that will inspire good yeah. good photography or whatever it is they're doing with the technology. Yeah, maybe it's shooting a video, or maybe it's journaling about it later, uh, 